in my day job, we talk about iterative improvement, which is basically making small changes all the time to constantly improve something. And that's, you know, it's good with like training, like physical training or learning a skill. Like you just want to improve slowly and gradually because those big improvements are just way too hard. So basically with your modular upgradability, you can make small changes. Everyone can make small changes all the time to constantly improve stuff, which is just not a blockchain thing. So that like, that's really exciting to me. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. And I think, uh, and, and actually I was, I was talking to Steve yesterday, one of our blockchain architects uh, about this. And uh, I, I assume you guys use Agile, right? Yeah. You, yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's like, I'm like, people, we need to, we need to talk about agile more. Like agile is at the heart of what we do. Like it, 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 we're, it, it's like, I don't know. It seems more important than just saying it's a methodology that we use to regularly deliver code. It's, it is a philosophy. Yeah. that governs our whole approach to building this thing. And you're absolutely right. It's, um, uh, it's, it's about iterative small improvements. And, um, and it's really important for people to understand that. The reason why we were talking about it is because I think that it's important for everybody who gets involved with Koinos to understand the agile methodology and, and the philosophy behind it, because if they don't, it's actually going to make it harder for them to contribute meaningfully. Because if you don't understand that Koinos is designed, so thank you for changing the subject <laughs> before, you know, um, I think you're, I think you're absolutely right. The, the, the problem, um, that materializes on other blockchains when they make changes is the result of the fact that they have no choice but to think about, okay, where's the end goal? Where's the big problem we need to solve? Um, and, and we just have to linearly attack that problem. And we basically like have one shot at it yeah. and, and, and we can't change our minds. We can't pivot. We can't tolerate dissenting opinions. Um, like when I saw that change, uh, <laughs> you know, it's it, like, again, it may be the right thing. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm not as heavily involved. It seems like the change, the kind of change that is so specific that it is totally impossible that everybody agreed that was the right decision to get made. Right. It had to be the kind of decision where it was like, something's not working. Maybe this will fix it. Let's all get behind it and let's do all of the work to do it and go all in. And then everybody has to kind of accept it and like wait for the situation to kind of smoothen out and stabilize. And then we'll go from there for the next one, uh, which is the opposite. That's very much like the waterfall method. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, and you have to do that with blockchain. Um, in in and and probably in part because they're not because of the the monolithic architectures that dominate the space. Because yeah. like monolithic architectures and waterfall methodology were co-evolved. Yeah, I mean, you basically have to take everything down for 
12 hours or 24 hours or 48 hours. And so it has to be like, because of that, everything has to go down. So therefore like it has to, you can't do that every week. Well, and there's that, there's that, that's huge. That's a huge bottleneck. Obviously we, we, you know, we're pretty obsessed with it. Um, But there's the other problem of doing the work and what it looks like to do the work um, when it's a monolithic architecture where everything's interconnected. You can't make a simple little change. Um, you, you, you have to make these big changes with big impact um, or at least come to some kind of compromise between a little change and a massive change. You can't really do either. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> and there, there's some kind of connection between monolithic architectures and hard forks that, that's a bit beyond my understanding. I'm sure a computer scientists could kind of get on, get to it. But it's like the more monolithic the architecture, the, the design of the system, the, the more disruptive system changes have to be, whatever the process, whatever the mechanism is called, it has to be highly disruptive because the whole system is interconnected. And, and, and there, there's this connection there that it, it's not like, it's not the same thing, but there's like a high degree of connection or something. Yeah, and when, so when there is a hard fork, Every, everyone who has an application that plugs into that hard fork then has to fix their own application as well. So it's not just like the blockchain changes, but every application that uh, you know, has to make a change as well. Where it sounds like what you're describing with Coinos is that if I have an application and I'm running my own contracts, if you make a change to a contract over here, it just doesn't affect me. Is that right? Unless I guess it's a system contract. Correct. I mean, what's most important often, I mean, look, it's always the case that there's going to be some scenario that sucks for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, so, right. And uh, so, so the, the, the most, the more important question is often like, what are we trying to do? What, what, how are we trying to design this system? And what is the end product that we're trying to build supposed to look like? And, I, and the reason I say that is because, and, and then that informs you about the design. So certainly the way that we built Coinos, the way that we continue to build Coinos is to maximize the probability that when a change is made, it has the, it is as, non-disruptive as possible to everyone. Yeah. And so while we can't say that there will be no changes that have negative impacts, what I can say is that is a top design constraint of ours um, to ensure that when changes are made, that they are not disruptive. And that has impact. And, and, and we think about that when we're addressing any component. So for example, a big problem on Steam um, and Hive wasn't necessarily about the change to the uh, blockchain itself. 
it was the downstream effects on client libraries. You know, and, <laughs> and it's like, well, yeah. right? You know, um, and, and and so you know, you make this change, and it's freaking hard. It was a nightmare, and yeah. now and now you got to go and update all the client libraries. Yeah, and and again, it's easy work. It's not technically challenging. It's time consuming. It's soul crushing. Nobody wants to do it. Yeah. And it actually matters to developers more than the change that you've right. Yeah, right? yeah, of course. Yeah. You know, and so, and, and that's where our work on multi-language support comes into play. And that's why we do so much work uh, on that front where, uh, you know, the change is made and then that change propagates throughout the system automatically up, updating the connected components so that the end result is, oh, nothing happened. I didn't even notice anything happened. This, yeah. this was seamless, you know, but yeah. it took, it took building a blockchain from scratch, not, you know, um, around these design principles, spending a year of insanely hard work um, to build a system from scratch uh, that's that's capable of doing these things, uh, and and again, that's based on on our experience with those with those um, with Steam. Um, but yeah, again, it's like the trivial changes. I, I think people really don't don't focus enough on the importance of trivial changes and, and minimizing those costs. Like people say, like. In, in our internal conversations, uh, the guys will want to do something. And um, I'll be like, okay, why do we want to do that? And they're like, oh, you know, well, you know, it's not a big deal, um, but it's going to save us a lot of like menial work down the line. And I'm like, great, then let's yeah. do it. Yeah, like, yeah. They almost feel bad suggesting it, like, yeah. because, like, because, because they want to work, you know, like, I, I'm, I'm going to get stuff done. Like, I don't shy away from hard work. So, yeah, you know, yeah. they, they almost feel embarrassed to say it. I'm like, no, 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 this is, that's, Im yeah. that's important. Yeah. You shouldn't have to waste your time. And by the way, community developers, other developers, people who want to contribute to Coinos, we don't want them wasting their time because they won't. They'll just yeah. leave, you know? <laughs> so, so focusing on these trivial problems and like doing just like a little, it's honestly, it's like a little extra work and thought. Yeah. It's not that much. It's just taking that extra second to be like, is there a better solution that's going to make everybody's lives better six yeah. months from now, a yeah. year from now, as opposed to tomorrow, what's going to make the price pump tomorrow? That's all it takes. One thing I have noticed in the corporate world at the moment is um, just how much effort everyone is putting in into zero downtime systems. It's huge. It's definitely like the flavor of the month or the year, because if you think about it, like, uh, like a big company, if their system goes down for a day, like that's maybe hundreds of millions of dollars. Like, you know, we've all been affected by like, oh, at the supermarket, like, their, their, their point of sale system is down, like it affects everything. So like in the corporate world, like you can't have systems go down for two days. Like it's a huge, huge thing. So like to have a blockchain that doesn't have 24 hour downtime for a hard fork is huge. 
it really means a lot to the corporate world. Yeah, and if you think about an economy that's worth what a hundred million dollars, a billion dollars, ten billion dollars, a trillion dollars. Yeah. Right. Like downtime. You can't have those things go down. It's a limiting. It's a serious limiting factor on growth. Yeah. And it's not. It's not exactly why we built it this way, but that's definitely an added benefit of, of building it this way. Is that it? It uncorks that bottleneck. Um, and, and dramatically improves the large scale user experience of the platform if you don't have to worry uh, about downtime. Now, we'll see, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. we're definitely doing all we can to minimize, and I think more than anyone else in the space by far, um, to minimize the downtime. Um, but yeah, we'll see. That's interesting. That's interesting that um, you're seeing that, that that's such yeah. a priority that, that you're seeing. Like companies are spending a lot of money to avoid, you know, a day a year being down. Like we're starting to get into the 99.99999% uptime or even 100%. Like that's such a big deal. And companies are spending a lot of money to get 100% uptime. Do you, is there anything you've seen that is the crux of their strategy for achieving this? Like what, are, what, what exactly are they doing? Yeah, so it's basically, it's basically having different data centers in different areas um, and being able to seamlessly transition. All right, we're working on this, you know, these servers are up and it's in this data center and these databases. And then like, oh, we switched to this other one seamlessly, no one knows. But it's like, you know, it's essentially having three or four of these massive systems around the world that can all seamlessly uh, connect to each other so that, you know, the actual users don't know. So like, you know, basically spending a lot of money on your computer system and then quadrupling that so that you have 100% uptime. Sounds a little bit like decentralization. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. A little um, more, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So what are you hoping for happens during this testnet time? So basically, I imagine developers have a quarter or two to play with testnet uh, before mainnet, mainnet launches. What are you hoping from the community? Well, uh, continued feedback. Um, what, what tooling do they want to see? Um, what errors are they finding? I think yeah. that those are going to be the two main things. Um, we're also, I think the last, the third major thing would be feedback on designs. So we're going to start, um, we're going to have to start um, releasing designs of the, the mainnet features that we think would be optimal. Consensus algorithm, governance, things like that. Um, Really, the resource system in, in the testnet isn't close to the, the, the as it isn't as close to as sophisticated as the mana system will be. Um, it's not, it won't be complicated, but it, it'll be more sophisticated. Um, so, you know, we got to release designs for those, uh, get feedback 
on those designs. Um, because at the end of the day, you know, it's funny, like everybody wants to know about the consensus algorithm. I have a hunch that now that the test net is out, because that was our number one question when test net, yeah. um, I have a hunch that the number one question we're going to get from here on out is going to be what's the consensus algorithm, you know, and it's, it's, it's a funny thing because, you know, being so deep in Coinos development, um, it changes how you think about blockchain problems because yeah, that's an important problem on other blockchains. It's not an important problem on Coinos. Right. It's it's really not it's an impact. Oh, consensus algorithms, right? Like you could have one, I could have one, someone else could have a different one. Yeah. So we're talking. So so we're talking about yeah, exactly. Like we're talking about the consensus algorithm for block producers, for node sure. operators. You know, how do we how do we coordinate people who are producing blocks and determining, you know, like which blocks just, you know, get added to irreversible state. And that's it. You know, we're not talking about hard forks. This is a, this is a mechanical process uh, on Coinos. And so, and we're not stuck with whatever Coinos, uh, whatever, whatever consensus algorithm we ultimately implement. Um, you know, so it, it's really just not as important. We could literally launch the mainnet with a proof of work consensus algorithm like we have in the test net and yeah. it would be fine. You know, it probably wouldn't be ideal, um, but it would be fine. Um, yeah. Now that isn't the consensus algorithm we want to launch with. We want to put the blockchain on the strongest footing possible. Um, and we do have a design in mind that we want to share with people. Um, <clears throat> And we need to get their feedback and, uh, and, and hopefully there are computer scientists and software engineers in the community who can dig in, do modeling, simulations, um, mathematical proofs uh, that can help make the consensus algorithm even better because the ultimate objective of the, see, this is the irony. The ultimate objective of the consensus algorithm is that it fades into the background and is of no interest to anyone. It, 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 <laughs> yeah. just, it just allows the network to function reliably. Um, and, and so, uh, you know, hopefully people can help us get there. Uh, for mainnet um and, and 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 the same is true of the um the the governance the, the governance system the staking system um we'll, we'll have to disclose more information about that and yeah feedback is welcome is going to be welcome on all of that and, and i you know it'd be nice i think if community members could basically stay focused on those three pillars um, you know, what errors are you getting? What tooling do you want? Uh, you know, okay, I want to get balances. I want to, you know, like, right? We, we, we basically gave no tooling. So there's plenty of tooling I'm, we're sure people want, but agile, uh, right? Agile working product over documentation, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, <clears throat> and so when I spend the whole weekend spending <laughs> five minutes setting up my, uh, testnet, will I be running, like, I'll be running a node along with everyone else running the testnet node, right? So my computer will be talking to your computer, all that sort of stuff. So that's exciting. 
Yeah, it is exciting. By the way, I, I forgot that I have been running a node on my computer for days. Right. Through, including through this conversation. I mean, I'm yeah. literally looking at you and I'm looking on the same computer at the block, blocks getting produced, right? And we're, I'm, I'm, I got about 30 Chrome tabs open, you know, <laughs> and, and you know, we've got plenty of resources. So yes, and, and, and you know, I'm, I'm seeing that I received uh, a peer address via gossip. I'm seeing the, the address of that peer. I see when I miss peers, I see the hash rate. One of the things we added is you can see the total hash rate on the network. So we're at 14.5 mega hashes. Um, we started, the team was producing about three mega hashes. So uh, that tells you how many more people are, are on the network now, yeah. right? So yeah, I mean, you can theoretically upload C++ smart contracts to this and, and have them executed. Um, now, you'd have to be a certified genius yeah, in order to make that, that happen. Skill. Well, no, yeah. I mean, we don't even give you the tools. You will be able to, we, we, you will be able to, we will give you the tooling. Yeah. So to, 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 to start uploading co contracts, I mean, I, I, I don't know when we'll be able to do this, but it will not be technically difficult to give you the tooling you need to say, launch a token, you know, yeah. like launch yeah. this smart contract, right? Like we'll give you all the stuff you need. You'll be able to look, you'll be able to upload it and then you'll be able to see it. Right, and then everybody else in the network will, will be able to see it. And um, yeah, you can get test tokens by going into the Discord server, uh, the, the Coinos channel. Uh, the way we did it is uh, you, you basically, through a Discord bot. Uh, so you basically give the bot your address and, uh, and, and ask it for money and it sends you money. Uh, and one of the tool, one of the pieces of tooling that we don't have yet is you can't transfer it. Uh, so that's the, the, you know, that's uh, at the top of the list. So pretty soon you'll be able to transfer it. Um, so yeah, it, I, I think you're going to be pretty excited by what you can do and yeah. it's going to get better fast. There's going to be more coming. I mean, we want to give people breaks and vacations and things. So, you know, we, we need to, we need to rest a little bit. Yeah, of um, course. It's important. But, but I, but I think, yeah, you know, as that T coin example illustrates, I, I think we're going to see a lot of improvements very fast because of the hard decisions that we made six months ago a year ago yeah and because everyone wants to contribute like everyone wants to be a part of building up something amazing so yeah i think i think things will happen very fast and yet not fast enough at the same time never fast enough <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you, Andrew. Obviously, always a pleasure. I have to, I have to go to the tip now. I have to go to the dump. <laughs> From like talking about cutting edge technology to loading stuff in a truck and taking it to the dump. That's that's my day. <laughs> that's probably a healthy balance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get some physical labor in there.